2: I've always so, wondered. You, how, you the show? Yeah, you the, and they tend to start in a way where I think you've made an editorial error. I'm always like, yeah, well, yeah, where's now, the beginning? I can't. We start out doing <laughs> that. We find out people are like,
3: were like, whatever you do, keep those, and we love that. They love the part where you're just like so
4: sometimes no, people I just set, check out. out after setup, that. I like that too. Same you know, it's funny. I actually tuned into you know Amy Nicholson has um a new podcast. There's three episodes. Interviewing at another podcast. Interviewing uh, Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's, it's basically taking, she, she did a cool thing. She chose five movies that have been programmed at the New Bev mm. right, over the years. Mm-hmm. And then just used those like as the things that you could tell his biographical story by way of those movies. Oh, interesting. Really, really clever. Yeah. Anyway, but the, the first <laughs> episode starts with a cold open, but it literally just starts with talking. We were yeah. like, oh, it started. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It was so jarring. I was like, do I need to go back? <laughs> nope. Yeah. That's where it started. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's kind of funny. But like we sometimes we done that. that and then we don't get to interview. We've inter- done that for like 20 minutes, not-,
4: oh, not five yeah. minutes in. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: and like, this model <laughs> well, of efficiency so is excitable. We just start talking. I like it. And yeah. Not,
3: yeah. The, um, the, uh, and I love the part, you know, what it's early on, I used to be like, well, we should certainly have been going for 10 minutes. I need to tell them who the guests are, but there's literally no way to be listening to this to not know
2: the guests are well presumably you saw their names
3: right? on the thing yeah i almost want to like should we should we do one where we just don't even mention their name <laughs>
0: surprise
3: guest <laughs> well no that's two though that could be confusing we should do that with somebody
0: yeah and then We've we can like give a, a prize out to somebody who would, that that's who, a cool identify surprise. Well no it'll <laughs> say you'll check in and it'll say we're talking to you.
3: this is the movies that made me with your hosts josh
0: olson and joe dante
3: we're here uh, with some young men who have a rival podcast. Uh, It's called, it's called visitation, but we're very forgiving. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. They do other things too. I'm, I'm joking. Of course, really, uh, anyone who listens to the show knows um, they're producers of a film that I bring up almost every episode. I haven't for several. Oh my God. And well, no, there were several where I didn't bring it up and I thought I'm going to make an effort. I'm not going to say anything about it. And then (laughs) every time I've done that, our guest independently brings up Mandy.
2: Oh, Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's well, so which You guys cool. produced,
3: and of course, Panos was on our show, and he was yeah. wonderful. He was on your show, too. I like to think we got the better interview. <laughs> you you but, did, definitely but, did. Well, he had to do yours, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, he it's, he, he, he came kicking and
2: screaming
4: to it. Yeah. 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 Did he really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, He wasn't, he was, it wasn't actually until we started recording that he realized, like, oh, this is going to be far more intimate than I'm used to. Oh, was, really? Did that's you? when it hit him. Yeah. He was actually totally amenable to do it.
2: Yeah, anything. but he was kind of, yeah, he was very uncomfortable.
3: Yeah. He, was, dude, <laughs> he did ours yeah. naked.
4: That was the, he, was
2: he did there. ours emotionally naked.
4: Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah, we just
3: talked about movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, these gentlemen are also producers um, of things like Mandy. Uh, you guys did, I didn't realize this until I was looking it up. And Of course you did. The Greasy Strangler. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I, I, I do a weekly movie night uh, every Wednesday for, God, like over 20 years now. Same oh, cool. same bunch of clowns. Um, mm-hmm. a big giant screen, HD projector. And... You just try to pick sort of interesting stuff, old things, new things, what have you. I, I Greasy Strangler, the only film more divisive than Greasy Strangler was the um, Harmony Corinne one about uh, uh, Trash Humpers. Yeah. Uh, Trash Humpers was more divisive. Uh, than Greasy Strangler, but that's literally it. How
2: dare you. It, it, dare you it,
3: how we dare almost, you. I, sorry, you know, um, some people almost came to blows, so that was that was fun. Uh, and I used, there's a clip of the guy standing naked in the car wash that I used to cut into trailers every now and then. Oh, that's great. Just to free people. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. But anyway, a Girl Walks Home at Night, a whole bunch of, you guys are also the producers on a project that's very near and dear to uh, uh, the trailers from hell and movies that made me gang, uh, the man with kaleidoscope eyes, yeah, which really. is a wonderful yeah. script that's uh, going to be directed by, um, I didn't even realize this. My co-host Joe Dante directs
2: movies. Yeah. Did you know
3: <laughs> that? I do something when I'm not on the it, podcast.
2: It's a hobby.
4: <laughs> it is.
3: Yeah, no, he's, it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful. But, um, uh, which is a great script. Bill Hader was on our show a little while ago, uh, the episode that dropped this week, which will now be weeks ago. Uh, he talked very much, you know, with great joy and pleasure about uh, doing that and doing the scenes with Roger Corman himself. Yeah. Uh, at live reading. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it, it
2: is, for those who don't know the story, is, yeah. is um, it is a, a comedy based on the true story of when uh, Roger Corman, in the months running up to making his film The Trip, about a, about a man who uh, goes yeah. on a NASA trip, was uh, approached by his friend's uh Jack Nicholson and Peter Fonda, and told uh, you know hey man, you can't make a movie about acid if you haven't experienced it and that made sense to Corman, who's very logical, <laughs> so he went to Big Sur with his friends and he tripped uh, and it changed his life it changed his life in, in many ways um, so uh yeah Joe has this uh, this has been a, a, a passion project of yours for a long time that too we, long. that we've've we've, we've come <laughs> aboard and we're trying to to put together to shoot yeah, sometime soon.
3: And it's a, yeah, no, it's a great, it's um, great script and a great project. It, it was is, a great so. reading, and oh, I should, and that was just Daniel Noah. You were listening to. We've got both these gentlemen yes. here, and, oh, and uh, oh, your hi. producing partner is a young man named Elijah Wood. Hello, hi, yes. hi. <laughs> and, and, um, oh, hi, hi. And I want to take uh, advantage of a moment, Elijah, to to apologize to you for something that happened many years ago. Okay, um, I know I'm a large gentleman uh, and and can be frightening i suppose um i was at oh my god i'm blanking. it was my comic book store for a decade and a half sunset boulevard became the comedian wait wait meltdown meltdown yes my god i'm blanking um and I was at That's Meltdown. Wait, Meltdown was anything. your store? I was like, no, no, no. no I was like, it was a store I went to. That was his jam. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. was my jam. Right. I, I, was this, like <laughs> that was my store. I lived, it. I lived yeah. a few blocks <laughs> from there. I could walk from my apartment to <laughs> Meltdown. I could walk to my favorite. Meltdown was a magical, magical place. Five. Yeah, Meltdown is not is
4: irreplaceable. It hasn't been replaced yet by anything of its And there are great, you know, not to shit on other comic book stores. There's great comic book stores in L.A. But Meltdown was something. And it had a special special, community around. Yeah. It did. And even when it, they whole, started like, doing comedy. In the indie background. comedy thing. Yeah, that continued that was started to there, work. Yeah. I have a
3: friend yeah. who was played there all the time. Um, but I, I was there. It was 1 December. <clears> and you were you were. In some, this is actually coming back to me, maybe. You were not no, I don't know. Maybe. We'll might, I might have frightened you. The, uh,
4: <laughs> uh, you, you had I'm a not movie. easily
3: frightened. Okay, though. good. Uh, then I feel better. <laughs> okay. You were uh, you had a, a little movie coming out, or that had come out, uh, called uh, Return of the King. Yeah. And it had been out for a couple of weeks. And I had refrained from seeing it because I usually saw all of those. My my dad and my stepmom and I used to read those books aloud when I was a kid. So I, every time I go home to Philadelphia for Christmas, we I see the movies with them. I saw all of those oh, back that's in so cool. It was really nice. So I'm there, and Gaston's behind the thing, and and I'm buying my comics. And now I, I realize in retrospect just my wife doing it because he's he's a he's a he's a shifty bastard. And he goes, mm-hmm. hey, have you seen uh, Return of the King yet?" And I'm like, uh, "No, no, no." I go, "I'm I'm going. I'm going. I go with my family." You know, he's like, "You know, they need the money on opening weekend." I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. I go, trust me, I'm going, I'm going. He's like, yeah, it's great, you gotta see it. I'm like, I'm going, and I turn around (laughs) and you're standing right behind me. And I just went, Fuck! I'm going. All right. Walked <laughs> out of the store.
4: <laughs> I actually, you that. I didn't have to. an actor here to stand think, behind me. <laughs> I think I would have laughed. <laughs> <I think laughs> I'm sure you did. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's really yeah. funny.
2: That's funny. Fuck! To, I'm going. All I'm, right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a million years ago, uh, being in a video store on the upper uh, Upper West Side in New York, and um, and being just a pretentious you know twenty something asshole, and being with my friend, and and just grabbing every box and just like, like tearing it apart every movie is tearing it apart and my friend was getting increasingly anxious because i was unaware that keanu reeves was standing on my right and we were moving toward a keanu reeves movie and i picked up the box and he went into this like jerry lewis like like jumped in the air and whacked it out of my hand like a basketball and just went running out of the place. So, yeah, you never know who's listening. You never, a, you never know. You never know. So you're just eviscerating these yeah, movies yeah. randomly. Oh, I remember, this was terrible. What were they thinking? And then, the, you know, moving toward like a, a walk in the clouds. Oh, or uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and, I
4: was going to say, of yeah. all things, <laughs> yeah. that would be one to eviscerate, Probably. I suppose. Yeah,
3: yeah. But that, that, yeah that happens alarmingly. <laughs> That's really funny. with alarming frequency in this town. I think uh, Dan Waters was on a show. My friend is a great screenwriter, I wrote Heathers, and we were at the old Sunset Five. and we're walking out of a movie and it reminded me of a film by a, a, a much revered filmmaker whose work just leaves me fucking cold. I won't let, us say it's Joe Dante, of course, it's not, <laughs> but just for purposes of, of, and we're walking out, I go, God damn it. reminded me of a fucking Joe Dante movie. And he's like, Oh yeah, you hate those. Don't they? I, I can't stand them. <laughs> Remember the elevator at the sunset? Yeah, for some reason sure. we're taking the elevator down, yeah. Like you're
4: laziest. Cause it lets off. off, it lets off right in right front of the theater. Yeah. yeah.
3: And, um, we're staying there for the end. I'm going, I nah, just fucking movies. I don't want everybody loves it. So got it. And the doors open up and it's, it's,
2: it's um, yeah. metaphorically speaking, oh, Joe oh Dante God. standing
3: Who it? there. Who was it? And, and I just, I don't, you know, there's, there's movies I think are bad. And there's just movies that just don't click for me at all. And I, I acknowledge that they are, people love them. They're masterpieces. I go back and I try. It was Monty Hellman. Oh, and, oh wow. and I just, I just don't like Tooling Blacktop, man. I That's love crazy. the idea yeah, of it. A lot of people movies. I should, you what? He did other movies. Yeah, no, but I—they all
2: kind of. I'm really surprised that you don't like. Boys. I'm just, I just, I just, yeah. I just don't. I
3: just don't. I should. have.
2: I'll have if I if I may. I've burned too much time. This. I was one. You know the story. I was at an incredibly intimate little dinner party. I think there was. It was like you know three couples, and one of them was a couple that had just moved to L.A. and didn't really get the culture, and and the another was one of the pr- primary uh, creators of the show, The Ghost Whisperer. And so the, oh, but the did, newbie, you did not know this? The newbie overheard the words Ghost Whisperer and went, are you guys talking about the Ghost Whisperer? Is that not the stupidest show that has ever been broadcast on television? And he misinterpreted the silence as having like wrapped attention and he just kept <gasps> going to the point where we oh, went, like, oh, I mean, no. who came up with this shit? And it's the guy that I'm <laughs> sitting on my left.
0: <laughs> And was, oh. was there a moment? I, I
2: finally said, uh, that, that's his show. And he went, you no, it isn't. And you said that. Yeah. And, well, you have and, to. And, and, yeah, yeah. You have, yeah. yeah, Yeah. But of course, well, you know, he left all the way to the bank. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've had that, in fact,
3: back to my movie night. And and uh, uh, my friend Mitch is, to this day, this was a decade and a half ago. Um, we had a, a friend over, his name is Skander Halim. He had just written a, a, a lovely film called Pretty Persuasion, if oh, yeah. you remember it. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it. And Mitch went off, Mitch was in the bathroom and he came out and he heard us talking about Pretty Persuasion. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, is that the, yeah, I just saw it. He goes, God, what a piece of shit, right? <laughs> but here's the great thing. The movie was just out yeah. and it was getting really good reviews. And it was like, but you know this thing where like, like Skander just smiled and it wasn't like a, I'm going to gut you smile. It was like that smile of like, at least, you know, cause people will say to you all this stuff and you can never a hundred percent trust it.
2: Yeah. But it if somebody
3: true. just says to your face, oh fuck, I hate that thing. <laughs> you're like, oh. That's that's an honest reaction, yeah. you know. I mean, and it was really like we, yeah. and the great thing is Skater was fine with it and Mitch to this
4: day cringes.
2: <laughs> I love
3: that I, I get to I, tell I, that. Whenever that yeah.
2: happens with one of our I'm I'm grateful to be making films that Same. people hate. I, can't, like, I and yeah. I
4: also feel a certain degree of like mm-hmm. at, once the mm-hmm. thing's done, I don't know, a certain degree of objectivity of like yeah. it's it's yeah. It's its own thing now, yeah. And That's I don't. What? I not everyone that. will love it. I can't take that personally, and yeah. not everyone's gonna love it. By the way, especially, we also make movies that are somewhat divisive. I was about to say, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so know, inherently. It's it's no, you, know. you guys, you guys produce movies that are that are
3: designed not to appeal to everyone. In, in, in part, yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm putting the most negative spin on, but you know, like when we had Panos on here, there's, you yeah. know, it is not news to him that there are people who. Just you know, Mandy just makes them fly into a homicidal rage. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. by the way, is one of the reasons it's so fucking great. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, did you see the uh, the video? I you saw it. I sent you that video I did with the Barry Manilow song.
2: Yes. <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. which was, uh, ended up on EW, right? Uh,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. I just <clears throat> it just seemed it screamed out for it, and I just cut Barry Manilow's Mandy over on top me. of the thing. I did didn't one to like, over the trailer. You can't believe how well it fits. It syncs up beautifully.
4: Oh, and the, <laughs> I need to see that. Yeah, the <laughs>
3: crazy that. thing is. A couple of days into it, somebody sent me a thing and said, oh, somebody already did this. And someone had already done it uh-huh. when the trailer first came out. Oh, right. I did a better mix, but it was just like, and you're, something about that thing yeah. screamed
4: yeah. to be done. Of like, course. Yeah. yeah, of course.
3: <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's a nice segue into what you guys are here to talk about yeah. since um, uh, the movies, the movies that you make are similar in some ways to the movies that made you. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, that's the name of the show in case you're yes um but yeah you guys want to talk about kind of horror films that inspired you along the way that have yeah turned you into the creatures that sit (laughs) before us um, do you want to, do you want to, should we just like bounce back and forth? Do you
2: want to? That makes sense. Like yeah, one a one for one kind of. Yeah. Do, you, you, want to, do you, you want a rock, paper, scissor for whoever well, we goes can, first? We'll go one, one. I don't care. But go for just, it. You it. can just start. To set it up and, and to just, uh, inorganically plug our show visitations. Yeah. But, uh, is that what, we, you know, our, our, the, name our of the show visitations, visitations. visitations okay. Okay. Yeah, that, I mentioned, I plugged it already. Now he's they're going to plug it No, but the, but the show is, is sort of an unusual, uh, show in which we interview creators and that we don't we talk specifically about sort of the map of their personal lives that led to the themes that they express through their work so we we don't go you know rather than like a deep dive into their work yeah right yeah Yeah. so 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 sort of on that on that note we we've both kind of put together our, our lists of films that may have hit at sort of important moments in our development that have sort of yeah. led us down the path to feeling like we were ready to devote our lives to the horror genre <laughs> um uh <clears throat> who goes first want to go first. okay do people have you ever <laughs>
3: we've never had anybody oh no we all well yeah no we never had anybody burst into tears on our show though have you have did, you gotten
4: to that Do, you, do you get uh, to, uh
3: have we had any because we don't go to those places on our show
4: we've had um, some teary moments yeah who i would say you? our last guest looked as if he was yes near to a yes. number of times. I would agree with that. Yeah, Just kind of like that extra moist eye. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah.
3: I got to uh, Alan Arkish. I thought there were some beautiful moments when he was talking mm. about his dad. Oh my yes. God. Um And curiously enough, and then uh, I did a, a special interview with Sarfraz Zor the other day who wrote Blinded by the Light. We got deep into mm. Bruce Springsteen music and didn't talk about movies <clears> at all. But that got, he got talking about his father and the fact that now mm. like the entire world has a relationship with his father through this movie. It oh. kind of, kind oh, wow. of lovely that's a good movie
0: wow it's a really good movie
3: yeah. um but uh uh yeah two two movies named after songs mandy blind by the light oh, yeah. we should do them. A, a yeah. yeah yeah, Man. Oh, yeah. I uh sorry daniel you're gonna go first okay sure so sure
2: so um uh i i struggled with how much to talk about but i i decided in the spirit of what we ask of our own guests that i was just gonna kind of open up the doors and um to give the to give these movies context um so, you know my my parents divorced when I was two years old, and um uh, you know, I think like a lot of people who do what we do, I, I felt a great kind of instability and inconsistencies. I was moved around a lot, and my family kept changing. And so that I think that that's sort of an important backdrop to um to the movies that made me. Um when I was five, my mother um, had just remarried my stepfather, who, um, I, I, you know, now have a beautiful relationship with, but, you know, for any kid sort of bringing on a new parent is a very strange and disorienting experience. Um, so we had just moved into a, a new apartment and I think I was feeling sort of dizzy with how many changes had been taking place in just the first five years of my life. And and one morning I woke up uh, on Saturday with an incredible eagerness to watch Saturday morning cartoons as I did every Saturday morning. But what I didn't realize was that I had woken up too early. It was still in like the 4 a.m. hour. Modern and Farmer. <clears throat> What's that? Modern Farmer. Yeah. Yeah. Lamp onto my feet. Davy and Goliath. <laughs> did you get Davy
3: no. and Goliath? There? No. Do you know Davy and Goliath? It was, yeah, it was oh, on Sundays. No, it was the only animated country. thing on Sunday. Oh, oh interesting. Really? The guy who did gummy. It's our oh, I Falcon. do remember that. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, claymated and it's about this little boy with his dog and they learn all sorts of biblical lessons. Well, that's
2: like that veggie tales now. Oh, it, I do know. It, it's a kid's show. My yeah, daughter watches it and I'm like, it's a this Is it Christian? Christian propaganda. Turn oh, this off.
3: Is. Yeah. I can't <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it openly? Because David Goliath it was produced is, by yeah. A church the, Yeah, oh, that, and,
2: they slip it in real subtly. I didn't realize yeah. it it's actually a cute show. I, I never watched it. Was, yeah. <laughs> the the case what of kind of monster am I? Turn that god
3: off your dad. No, David Goliath yeah. was painful because it was literally like you crave that thing, and on Sunday morning the only thing we're vaguely resembling animation is, right.
0: Dave, right you're like ah mm-hmm. all right so anyway, yeah. you, were, you were too early, to be, too early <laughs> yeah. To yeah joe's us. Yeah. yeah
2: joe's trying to get us back in track okay. i know yeah so um this is a this is probably my my second earliest memory um it's in, still incredibly vivid even at this moment I, I remember walking into the living room and there being that sort of like v- pre-dawn kind of blue diffused mm-hmm. light kind of coming in through the windows and, and it's thing, everything felt a little strange. And I, and I turned on the TV and uh, it feels now in retrospect like an act of God. It was not only the Twilight Zone, but it was the pilot of the Twilight Zone, which I know this is the movies that made me. This was a TV show, but I'm cheating, um, which was, uh, if you guys remember, called Where Is Everybody? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, um, yeah. Which oh, was wow. A story of a guy who kind of uh blips and 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 suddenly um he's in a small town where everyone's gone but him and everywhere right. he goes he sees evidence of people having just been there like just a been there, like cigarette a cigarette yeah. it's a coffee machine. Earl Holloman Earl Holloman that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
3: Earl Holloman yes.
2: so I had never seen anything like this before yeah. and uh and it it um I was incredibly unsettled, but but in a strange way kind of comforted because I think, you know, I don't know that I understood it at the time, but I was finally seeing something that captured how disoriented I felt. Uh, interesting, sure. And the idea of people disappearing without any explanation. And, and it, so it resonated so profoundly for me. And from that point forward, you could not keep me away from that kind of stuff. I, like once I knew it existed, mm. my my yeah. hunger for it was insatiable, and um, and I watched every Twilight Zone episode I could find. Your door had been um, opened, and you a just door had been opened. Open. Yeah, yeah, Did
3: that's you, incredible. Um, uh, it's funny because I just saw that one recently, and there one you know they, they just put it out last year, I guess, on yeah. Blu-ray, and oh. one of the things that amazed me about that show and, and some shows, but specifically <clears> that one <throat> as you're sitting there watching it on blue, you know, watching a giant squeed and it looked, these things were when they were making them, there was no anticipation that anybody would ever see them in any kind of medium where it was even worth putting effort into making them look good. You know, think about what a television looked like when yeah. that show was on the air sure. and the best image of, you could possibly hope for. <laughs> yeah. And yet they shot these. They're beautiful. They're meticulously directed. Yeah. The art direction's incredible. Well, until then, they for switched audience to they that switched
0: they... video at one point, though. Yeah. Well, was... that was to save money in, that, yeah. in the later years because they were always very precarious in the ratings. And it was I know. always on the verge of being canceled. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one, one time, they were, well, just make it cheaper. Yeah. yeah, so they did a whole. They, I think, a half a season. Where and and some of the pay, best episodes pay. are on video. Yeah. And it's always I'm always
2: surprised when I dip into those. Yeah, and there's and that oh jarring. <laughs> not, I don't think
4: I've seen yeah. those episodes.
0: You
2: have? Have you, I? Yeah, it's yeah, some they're... of the cl- most iconic episodes. Like the one with the doll is yeah. uh, is shot oh, on okay. video. And but but think the about kid the kid who can wish the, stuff. The, that's a video episode. Those,
3: yeah. The commitment to craft and quality. <clears> like no one's ever going to see this. But I'm still going to do the work. Yeah. But, that was, yeah. but that
0: was one of the perks of, you know, that, that, that was a studio-produced show. The first episode yeah. was shot at Universal. Right. And if you know the back lot, it's very specific. The same Back to the Future Gremlins kind of right. 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 place. right. Uh, and then they moved to MGM, and then they had the MGM backlot, which was mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. And so all of those shows look like movies. They yeah. look like little movies. They're beautifully yeah. photographed. They got great music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, it was, I think, one of the great television shows of all time. Of course, it yeah. still is question. But it also appealed to kids who are in their adolescence or about to be in their adolescence because it was, a, it was one of those shows that made you question things. Yeah. 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 Sure. And that was, was the intriguing thing about it. That's why kids kept coming back to it over and over. And yeah. that's why it's had such a long life.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I I was wondering is I had watched that episode specifically Mm. recently. And did you find anything? Because I remember back to the time I saw it first and I had the same reaction. There's something weirdly appealing about what that guy is going through. There's something about sort of wandering around and everyone's gone. And it's kind of like, I don't know, there's there's just moments as creepy as it gets. There's moments where it's like, it's
2: kind of cool. Oh, no, there's a great wish fulfillment to, I mean, in, in some ways you could probably classify it as an Armageddon. Yeah, I mean sure. and, you know like that, like I am legend and, and and I know everyone shits on the Will Smith I am Le- I actually think the first half of that movie is phenomenal. Sure. I, I, and yeah. I think mean, that might be one of my favorite genre novels ever written. Once they I just, once they go off the book, it's a disaster. Yeah. But but the first half, I, I you know, is incredible.
4: Um, I just don't feel like that
0: book has ever really truly it been an, adapted.
4: Yeah, it I don't adapted. understand no. how many times.
0: That's the thing well, that's so it's crazy. It's it's, like, it's it's like Childhood's End. one of the, one of those books that's been stolen from in bits yeah, yeah, and pieces the over the yeah, years. Yeah. so it's very difficult. I mean, the first the first adaptation was the uh, the one that Richard is Matheson wrote and took his name off. of. The, the Last Man on Yeah. Which wrote, is a wrote great it for, movie. It's he wrote it, for he <laughs> wrote it for Hammer. Films, and, they, and the censor really? would let them make it, and so it ended up being made in Italy by Robert Lippert, and 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 so it, and it's a strange looking movie because the. The, the backgrounds and, and the, the settings and everything are all very odd very, uh, yeah. sort of weird futuristic strange yeah. where is what is that what are those, yeah. is this place well vincent price is kind of odd isn't it? he, it's I mean, an odd, it's an it's well, it doesn't thing. it doesn't work but it's but it's yeah it's a better picture than matheson thought it was because yeah. he took his name off
2: well and the, i just remember it's been a long time since i've seen it but one of the things i remember is the um the sound that just that there are all these scenes of him kind of just very carefree in his house and there's this, this constant murmur of, oh, of oh, monsters yeah. outside. Oh, that he's yeah. ignoring and he's Morgan. playing records. And, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Very surreal, very strange. Style. And any, <laughs> any love for the Heston
3: version? I'm kind of fan of.
2: Uh, I turned it off. Oh like, no! Was I was so angry at how really, really did, weren't doing the book. That well, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never watched the whole thing. I just, I'm sure we've,
3: t- we've definitely talked about the show. I just, there's there's something about watching Charles Heston in an empty theater. Uh, Lip syncing with the hippies in Woodstock—that makes me so happy. That,
2: <laughs> that's amazing. You know? That's a scene in yeah. that film. Yeah, he's yeah. he's running a theater. Was he? He's in Touch it? I've Square. never seen it. Is in, it's New, York. It's 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 in it. New York? But have, have any of the films
0: actually done the end of the book? I don't think none of the. Adaptation. I don't think the. Uh, I don't think the Vincent Price one does. But that was a that was a very influential movie on George Romero. Um, the, La- the, Last uh, man the Last Man on Earth is that right?
2: Man. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They feel similar. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Oh, that's yeah. interesting.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, and Elijah, do you, do you have any movies, or are you going to talk TV all night? <laughs> <laughs> I
4: actually <laughs> nothing wrong in talking to you. Funnily enough, I have a TV movie. Oh, well, that's fair. So that's this is a movie. actually oh. it's, it's apropos. So <laughs> we talk. Yes, um, it's not nearly as personal <laughs> as that story. But <laughs> uh, there's a movie called Mr. Boogity Remember that? It was a I it was a book. made for TV. Disney film. Tonight
2: on the Disney Sunday Movie, the Davises are moving into a new house. Definite fixer-upper. Where the tenants are deceased, Ah! but not departed. This house is not haunted. Keep an eye out for the boogity man. What boogity man? Boogity boogity. Now it's every man, woman, and child for himself. I saw
1: him! What a weirdo. Dad's gonna negotiate with Mr. Hamlet.
2: It's spirited
3: family fun, Mr. Boogity. I
4: move. Where did I just see it? It's a is Sunday it? or Saturday night Disney film that I think was also going to be a pilot for a TV show. I feel fail. like,
3: and is there a sequel to it? I think it? there might be. Yeah, I, I think there like is. I feel like Disney's about to release them both on Blu-ray. And really? I saw it, and, it, and I literally two days ago, I went, vaguely
4: remember that Mm. and now you're bringing it okay yeah tell us about this so mr boogity i don't here's the thing uh, this is terrible for this podcast i don't have much to say about it (laughs) (laughs) i really don't but it was this thing it came out in 1986 i was five years old and it was the the image of this man mr boogity was basically like the boogeyman for this family that moves into this house in new england and he if you look up images, he's terrifying. It's like it's like a precursor to Freddy, a precursor to like Freddy Krueger or something. Mm-hmm. Horribly burnt-looking face with this kind of green, um, uh, sort of supernatural glow around him that he leaves, like his footprints oh, yeah. and stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was super disturbed, really freaked out, but also really excited because it was this weird cross section of. Disney family entertainment yeah. that mm-hmm. was being beamed into our living yeah. rooms and I was yeah. technically able to watch it but it was the imagery was way beyond what I should have been able to see so Wait, it was like was it? 86
2: when was Watcher in the Woods was it part of that same no movie? I think that was a little later that was later yeah. maybe
0: not
3: uh yeah, I feel like around the same time. Disney, Disney's...
0: They had a period where they were trying to do new stuff. Yeah, there is yeah. a there is a the two-DVD collection Boogity. of Mr. Yeah. Boogity
2: and Bride of Boogity. Yeah. Bride of Boogity. I didn't see Everybody Bride of... Just Mrs.
4: I just saw... Mrs. Boogity. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, what the...
2: <laughs>
4: but yeah, it was... It's one of the first things I remember. That and probably Michael Jackson's thriller in terms of yeah. just genre... Right. Or kind of entering into that's my mean, life. Well, the cool thing, as you're saying, is, is in the you were right. allowed to watch that because it's Disney. yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, that's, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was so like it was kind something. of this weird gateway drug that yeah. my parents were okay with, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it freaked me out and I loved it. And it's been that it's that funny thing. It's like these things that you experience as a kid that you can't really remember. You have this vague recollection, yeah. but it's sitting. It's always there in the back of your mind. Mr. Boogie's that thing. Like, I'll always remember that name. I'll remember the image. I don't remember anything else about it, but that thing it just st- sticks in my mind. Sometimes
0: it's better not to revisit
4: these things. <clears> yeah, maybe. Well, I, we talked a while ago.
0: There's, there was yeah, a Star is. Trek episode
4: I saw when
3: I was about five that I have not seen since. I'm, I've watched a ton of my I love Star Trek, but I haven't, where there's some weird shimmering alien crystal light in the space and. This woman looks at it and possesses her and she opens up her mouth and starts, her mouth starts glowing and she's like, ah. I described it on the show and somebody tweeted at us when the show dropped. It's like, oh, it's this episode. And I'm like, I've got them all on Blu-ray. I was like, oh, I'll throw it on. And I was like, I don't want to throw it on. <laughs> I love Star Trek, but that episode just fucked me up so much when I was about five. Yeah. I don't want to look at it and. See those just, things. Oh, or, no, I do want, you know, but it's like you won't because you'll, you know, you'll see through it now. Yeah. Well, also sometimes
0: sometimes the things that you remember being really scary turn out to be not so crappy. Yeah, exactly. It, That's it, what you couldn't yeah. see when you were a kid. You couldn't understand. Or just that. stuff yeah. like... What's I, nice is when things that scare you and you revisit them turn out to be even better than you thought. Yes. Which is the mark of a good movie.
3: Yeah, but there's something, I mean, I remember, you know, I grew up on Speed Racer and going back after the brilliant Wachowski Brothers film, which I fucking love. Um, going back to watch some of the cartoons, you're like, oh, these are not even half as good as I remember. They're hard to watch. Right.
0: I feel like there's like 11. times as hard to watch as the Dick Tracy cartoon series. Oh, yeah.
3: The, 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 Wait, Go, the cartoons. Go, Go, Gomez. Oh, I don't even remember. Those don't are actually animated. Oh, oh, I've never well, seen that. <laughs> there's some uh,
0: question as to whether they're really animated.
3: <laughs> well, that <laughs> was a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, then speaking of Hari, of your Clutch Cargo, effect. do you guys know Clutch Cargo? No. Clutch, clutch Cargo was
0: a series that was so cheap.
3: Alex, uh, <laughs> um, what's his name? The great um, Alex, Alex Toth. I think Alex he designed them.
0: Uh, and they're they your standard, you know, tough looking type square jawed hero with a kid sidekick yeah. and a puppy. And the, but and 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 almost no movement. But, <laughs> but the but, no like fifteen drawings. Yeah. But but the sure. but the drawings, kicker still. is it's full of dialogue. And yeah. And what is the dialogue? The dialogue is people's mouths photographed. Human saying lips. these things, what? human lips, and put, put <laughs> into so the disturbing. empty spaces. Look it up now. Put yeah. into the empty spaces on the cartoon character's face. <gasps> oh wow! So basically, it's a it's a talk fest, and <laughs> all it's and and once you zero into these lips, you just start thinking. I wonder what that person really looks like.
2: What do oh, those so lips crazy.
0: really they go? So I, I love that <gasps> stuff. <there>. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: wow.
4: oh, I Elijah see. just looked it up.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's
4: amazing. Wait, hold on. Imagine a whole <laughs> season of that.
3: Crutch Cargo with his pal Spinner and Battleboy.
4: Spinner and Battleboy. exciting adventure. It's a Let's see them lips. Once the center of busy flying activity. Some say the place is haunted. Oh, it's a whole it's a whole episode. Wait, I'm kind of loving this. <laughs> Let's just watch the whole episode. Yeah, we'll... Uh, this reminds me, we I gotta watch one. We oh, go
3: Diver Dan. Can you even Dan. use
2: any of this? Oh, there it yeah, uh, yeah, cut yeah, it right if we can. Yeah.
3: I mean, look, it's not significantly more visual than a podcast, is <laughs> the truth, right?
4: <laughs> oh, I just showed it.
2: Just
3: oh, yeah, okay. you know, anyway, find, anyway. find a person to, but anyway,
2: you'll, you'll well, see. So, this is what, uh, so we're getting a little off topic. I'm sorry. I'm kind of filthy for Have you listened to our
3: show, Daniel? There
2: was one when I was a kid in Chicago called Giggle Snort Hotel. That, giggle snort. Yeah, and it had. I'm gonna put this. disturbed me so profoundly. um was a. We can hear this.
1: Oh.
2: That's that's the that's this big blob of clay who giggle snort. Giggle snort. This is his friend. But that just oh, disturbed me for life. I light. see a that, new yeah. format coming. For <laughs> <universe>. <laughs>
3: it's one of the ghosts from Ghostbusters. He looks, like.
2: looks just like the Slimer from, from Ghostbusters. Gigglesnort yeah. does. Is Did
3: big, I see a photo of A big block of clay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah Gigglesnort again. was
3: that? Little Red Riding Hood and, and the monsters. Yeah, the These? Mexican
0: Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. These are
3: horrifying. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, wait, this is
2: wow!
3: Yeah, all right. Back, at home, back on track. Just get out yeah. your get out your, your phones oh, and look these. Everybody things up. at this table <laughs> is so an sorry. accomplished podcaster. We all understand this medium so well. Uh, we're, we're
2: showing videos. Yeah, this week <laughs> <laughs> we're totally off the rails. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next
0: and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com
3: slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Okay, right, back it's on
2: track. Yeah. yeah. On track. Do you actually have an um, actual movie this time, Dana? Or yeah, this, this is, is an actual movie. So, We're on so now. Uh, staying on my uh, sort of the path of my own <laughs> biography, um, uh, you know, during this tumultuous time of changes, um, one of the things that was the most consistent for me was my grandfather. Um And uh, he would take care of me a lot. And and before my mother remarried, uh, when she was a single working mom, he would take care of me all day. And then, you know, and he sort of continued to play that role. And he loved the macabre. Um, So he, even before I could read, he would sit and read, me charles adams cartoons and he oh, would explain sure. why they were funny so he you know and, and so he was you know in a very academic way he was like training me to understand dark humor but he also loved um horror films and he um he had this uh, a little book that was called horror and it had all these pictures of classic horror films and and um and so i got really curious about them so he would um start showing me the saturday matinees the the universal monster movie And Mm -hmm. this was like our thing that we watched them together on this little black and white TV on the kitchen table that had cigarette marks all over it. I still remember. Um, uh, And, and, and Frankenstein was, I think the one that really stood out to me. Um, It really touched me. And, and I think that, you know, now as I, as I'm older and, and I think people have almost like an anecdotal memory of those films they don't mm-hmm. really right. that the, the secret of those movies is that they were the monsters were actually the heroes they were yeah. you know they were uh, they were extremely sympathetic yeah. and misunderstood, and they're and tragedies. They're tragedies, and I, I don't remember ever being scared in Frankenstein. The scene that I still remember most is the scene with the little girl oh, by God. the lake, and you know we're, that scene is horrifying, it, genuinely.
4: But I, yeah. I, I but it's very sweet. But it's sweet. That's what, what that's what got what he, I he, took he, away from to it. But it girl. But he drowns her. <clears throat> His I his he, <laughs> he doesn't I know he doesn't know but what that's he's what, he's doing. what makes it yeah. sweet but that's what's yeah. so horrifying is that yeah. it's not horrifying in a um, a scary way it's horrifying in that this yeah. innocent beast yeah. does, can't help himself and accidentally out of he love he just doesn't
0: know that little girls don't float how could and now No one told him.
4: But you feel yeah. bad for him as much. You, as feel, you feel bad, bad for, him. for- yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what's exactly. So horrible. Yeah. Scene.
2: yeah. But I remember. I oh. remember. You know, when he's burnt, burned at the end, I, I was very distraught, and and that yeah. actually led me to start writing horror stories. So I would. Wow. I remember. I, I had this. I would write a story about a swamp monster that was misunderstood and hunted down, and I would draw pictures. And wow. um, uh, but but I think that that experience also led me to have this sort of aura of um safety around horror because i i associated those experiences so much with being in a safe and loving embrace of my grandfather while we sure. would look at this stuff together mm-hmm. um that you know i, I also think that, that played a major role in my love of and dedication to the horror genre as a film. So funny. Yeah,
3: I, my, my grandmother was that, Vernetta Olsen. She was a huge horror film. Really? She huge. loved hardware. Her favorite movie was Brute Force, which is not a horror film. Oh she, my God, that movie's she, great. She loved horror films. And I oh, still remember like, one of my fondest memories is uh, uh, showing her Alien on uh, VHS. Mm-hmm. I went to see her and, oh my and God. she liked it. She thought it was too talky.
4: Too talky. <laughs> alien. And I think part of it was so, just... Funny. Oh my God, that's just, the critique? I, I think, <laughs> wow. Too talky. It's like clutch cargo. <laughs> and I think there, there was a
3: thing where I think it was like, you know, the, the, I had graduated to the point now where I was finding movies on my own. Yeah. And she had turned me on to all these things. And now there's that kind of thing of like, she wants to keep encouraging me, but she doesn't want me to think that I have risen to her level. You know, it's like that's yeah, yeah. The nice try, kid.
2: The teacher, yeah, yeah. Nice Scariest strike. movie in the last fifty years. Too talky. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, too talky. Yeah, it's a little
4: too talky for me. Jesus,
2: Grandma, can I? Is there anything I can do that'll get your approval? I bring you Alien, and you say it's too
4: talky. Exactly, <laughs> but
2: yeah, there was something. But you're right. There's a thing. I do associate great horror films with sort of sitting on her sofa yeah. in Taylorville, oh, yeah. Illinois, yeah. watching I remember that that book my grandfather had, which I now have. Um, do you have the book. I have the book. Yeah, Amazing. it's really tiny. It's not an important book. It was just important to me. But yeah. but it had horror, uh, uh,
0: sh- horror. I
2: believe it was just called horror. By, I'll, I'll by email Drake it. Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that joke. Really. No, I had. He's serious. Oh, by Drake Douglas. Yeah.
0: How uh, many pages?
2: Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. How many pages. It's very tiny. This book. Yeah. Uh, it had a picture of Lon Chaney uh, as, uh, from London After Midnight. Mm-hmm. And oh. that, I mean, boy, I mean, it, 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 not to go too far off movies and pick a picture, but that picture, holy mackerel, did mm-hmm. that thing drill right into my psyche? I mean, to this day, no. Oh, 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 oh that's the book. No, that's not the book. That's not the book. It is Lon Chaney. I'll, I'll, I'll email you lunch, later like, Joe, just, and tell you. Oh, no, that's the book wrong lunch. but yeah that that have you know the image of london yeah which is a lost film but that that the the experience of seeing that photo was so powerful to me that for years i remembered having seen the movie and then when i got older and discovered it was a lost oh, film i could i go that's not true i saw it when i was a kid <laughs> i could and then i i started you know, kind of retracing my steps and realizing oh no i never yeah. saw it but i i i like made a movie
4: in my mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I feel like we all do that as kids, though. I think so. Yeah. You know, with magazines, horror magazines, yeah. or, or otherwise. You see an image and you just attach a whole narrative to it. That's what Panos was saying. Yeah, with Beyond the Black Rainbow. Beyond the yeah. Black Rainbow was his imagined movie of all of the boxes that he'd seen at VHS. Oh, wow. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't allowed to see. That he wasn't allowed to and see. And I think he named yeah. them. It was like Blade Runner, Silent Running was one of them. Yeah. There are all these sort of weird... I feel like THX would be one of them, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. we need to talk about that.
3: Yeah, there's yeah. The, well, there's also the um that Mad Magazine effect. If you're of a certain age and you grew up on that, yeah, you'd, you read, you'd the read the movie yeah. parody five hundred times before yeah, you get to you see the movie. movie. Yeah, and and yeah. sometimes you'd be sitting there in the movie going, oh wait, I haven't seen this before. Yeah, 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 um, it's true.
0: Which is why we, you know, I just my, my movie
3: night. and I, we just watched uh, Poseidon Adventure for the first time in decades, and there's something about the lighting of it and the fact that we're all of that age where I I realized like, and everybody had the same experience where. Virtually every scene reminded all of us of the Mad Magazine moment.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> that, makes <sense. laughs> That's,
3: <yeah. laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. That that sadly lamented. We have, we have wept over
4: Mad Magazine a couple of times on this show. It's really a shame Yeah, that a cultural sort of icon like that would disappear. Are, are they keeping an online presence? Like, what's the... No, they're they're, they're going to be publishing
0: They're going to reprint uh, some old issues, I guess, as a continuing... Um, a publication, but uh, you can you can go online and and access the entire run. But there will be no, oh, no. more
4: parodies, no more no new, more new parodies, no more no new more.
3: There is yeah, there's a CD-ROM you can get that's got all mm-hmm. of them, which is right. yeah, funny to go mean? back to. Came out a few years ago.
4: Is but say but CD-ROM?
3: It's, <laughs> is that <it> still <laughs> exist? <laughs> no, I, it's old. It's old. I don't, I don't know <laughs> I mean, what they're I mean, they one million. No, there really <laughs> is <they're> really <laughs> is
0: a place online where you can actually oh, the database of everything. Yeah, that's I have
3: them on a floppy disk. The um drive. I don't know C- about you guys. And if I want to get real let's get really nerdy, there would there was I don't know, do you remember you might be uh, when X-Men was first a comic, it, it never did particularly well and they cancelled it. Mm. X-Men. Oh, and there was about a year and a half where they were just doing or maybe two years where they were just reprinting old X-Men. They kept it oh, the, really? and then huh. they brought it back as the new X-Men with like Wolverine and just the
4: boom. boom. So and my it, hope uh, is
3: matt yeah. will do a year or two of reprints and then come back a
4: million times bigger than it ever was you know, look i mean the world needs these back. things these things get resurrected look at Fangoria now yeah, Fangoria is yeah. back and yeah, yeah. playboy came mm-hmm. back the playboy better. came back better, better. is
2: man yeah, not better enough mm, <laughs> penetration better. Okay, <laughs> no guy what no
3: no better i'm going better, to hell. i'm cultural. sorry
2: it's, playboy is not i we could get I, playboy is well, not better Playboy. I as mean, it, Playboy, as it was in the sixties, one of the finest not. magazines. Agreed, uh, barring the but I don't ladies. think. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. <laughs> no, what, what, are
3: they, what are they doing to make it good now? I, I, it's a terrible joke. It, it, it's it, better than it but, was when the nineties and 2000s.
4: Like, yeah, now they have just they've got better writers, a lot of female writers, new perspectives that.
2: My well, well, thing about Playboy it is, it. I just wish they would just stop with the girls. Like just let
4: it go. Like, like, it just didn't
2: <laughs>
0: did not they, the, they try that once? Did they, 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 they
4: they did, do did an episode. They did a number of issues for almost a year, I think, without nud- right. n- without nudity. Yeah. And then they brought they recently in the last like two or three years brought it back. Hmm. Wow! Because you, you, you got to remember got. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when
0: Playboy was you know it, it hit its stride, it, no one else was doing that. You mm-hmm. know, he was the first one who did that. What's stuff? that nudity? Yeah, I know. No, there were. He's just trying to do nudity combined with quality. No, no, that came later. When he first, really? the first couple of episodes, it's just Marilyn Monroe Mar- 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 nude. <laughs> you know? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, that was his, his the hedonism thing. The play well, boy right, hedonism but the big joke, you know,
2: oh, well, I read it for the articles. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know... I, you really did,
0: well, I, you know. I eventually, mean, yeah, because yeah. there were all these really good, good writers. Yeah, the so.
2: best interviews you could find anywhere. Yeah, with uh, the most iconic figures and the culture. most, the biggest deep dive interviews
4: everywhere. Yeah.
2: yeah, and yeah, the, and the were. finest writers alive were writing both fiction and nonfiction yeah. for that magazine. And mm-hmm. and like you know, I think the to me the the fact that they had naked women in it was like a frustrating. Like I don't want. <laughs> Like, yeah, hey, you just described like, the life process of a young man.
3: You go yeah. from like Ooh, yeah. boobies yeah, yeah. to boobies yeah, and great articles yeah, to yeah. Norman Mailer. I wish to yeah. get rid of the boobies. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I just want the Norman Mailer
4: piece. I, I don't oh want my <laughs> god! But that is that is life. It's amazing. <laughs> All right, you're next. Uh, yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. So my, my my second film is a movie, but it was direct to VHS. Even better. A uh, movie called. Uh, Truth or Dare, or Critical Madness?
1: If ever you're asked.
0: You want to play Truth or Dare?
1: Tell them you've seen
4: the movie. You heard of it? I
3: don't. Uh, but Truth or not, no. not just Truth or Dare. No, like Truth Dare or Dare, Critical okay. Madness.
4: So not right. the um, Madonna film. Oh, yeah. The, the documentary. <laughs> um, so you, I, have a, I have a brother who's seven years older than me which was a great benefit to me as a a young kid because when he was sort of like early teens, he would go to the video store and bring these movies home. And more often than not, they were horror films that he'd see with his friends. And he would show me these movies unbeknownst to my mother. So I, I, I had a pretty incredible stream of horror movies, early education from when I was five, six, seven years of age. So I saw that in Iowa, with my brother and his friends, probably at seven years of age. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, it's, a, it's not a particularly good movie. It's direct vhs poor performances. It's un- unintentionally very funny. I've recommended it to a lot of people. And it's still like, so I saw it at that age. And then years and years went by. So I, I think I was around. It was like the summer of 1997. I was in Austin working on a film with Robert Rodriguez, and I was around a group of people who were all sort of cinephiles. And it popped. The movie popped into my head, and I hadn't seen it since I was six. And I was like, "You guys got to help me." There's this movie, and I described basically the 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 scenario. And I was like, "I think it's called Truth or Dare." It's this is what happens with the character. And one of the guys was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's at my video store. And it was like an, an adjacent town to Austin. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed it for me. And I got a copy oh, of it. Oh, wow. and, I, and I watched it again. And, and it held up. Really? It, it was as good, if not better, than I remember.
3: Is it? I'm looking at it here. I can't tell if it's still. Uh, I love a movie, by the way, where there's.
4: Like, it's, on, it's on DVD. None of the cast has a, has a photo on the IMDb <laughs> page.
3: As yeah, it, except well, for this that guy. one guy. <laughs> this one guy. He's
4: got a oh yeah, he's quite but Tim Ritter <laughs> but is the film is child. the filmmaker. Yeah, uh, he has made a lot of films, all directed to video features. Um, that's the only that I've director, seen. There's sequels to Truth or Dare, but I'm I'm good at just keeping. I dared you, Truth or pure. Dare Part Five, right? The most recent wow. one from 2018. But soon. it's something that, that my brother and I to this day quote to each other. <laughs> wow, there's like uh, there's a scene there's a lot of playing of truth or dare as one can imagine and it it turns murderous. Uh, And so it's like this guy will sit around and somebody will like tell him to do something truth or dare and he's like, you know, I dare you to cut off your tongue and the (laughs) the character with great glee will say, all right, I will. (laughs) And so that's something that my brother and I to this day, (laughs) all right, (laughs) I will.
3: And I guess without spoiling a scene, does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuts off his own tongue. Yeah, of course. Okay, it's
4: further well, It Starts and, innocent and enough and with like sh- throw your wallet in the fire, right? Line.
3: And then you just yeah, shot That's on just, uh, VHS. VHS, yeah. You actually shot on it. Yeah, shot I on. Love video. that era.
4: Hundred percent shot that, on video. that era. And I just, I mean, you with just, with like video effects. Like there's a ticker uh, thing at the at Fantastic. the bottom of the screen Fantastic. to tell you information about like the the the. Ch- it was like transitioning to a hospital. It's the exterior of a hospital. And there's like a ticker on the bottom for it like says what can't remember well, hospital, hospital something <laughs> like that it's yeah. so seven forty a.m and like hospital. the transitions are yeah. all like vhs transitions. yeah it.
3: i mean did you ever edit on vhs yeah because you know, that oh my god play for a
4: second and the
3: oh god <laughs> what what
0: that you really have to
3: respect someone who went to that much effort on, on that now i assume the others are not shot the one he made in 2018 is no longer shot on vhs Oh,
4: not on vhs no probably Stupid. digital because i would
3: i would you know there's a i have an app i think on here that uh if uh, you see it? it's called i think it's called vhs where you can you're yeah. you your phone yeah and, into oh, a yeah. vhs cam, and a super with yeah, I mean,
4: relative accuracy it yeah. Was, yeah. yeah they look good yeah. and you yeah. can
3: adjust
2: the track yeah yeah, yeah 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 i love it it's, they're um, fun i think he shot it on cd-rom
3: <laughs> <laughs> what do they come on now? i don't know blu-ray whatever though
2: ah. hey you goddamn kids with <laughs> your goddamn apps oh man uh, All right. So uh, next up for me, back to that's my, what. Right, uh, so okay.
3: that we can't find
4: that though. Is that no? You, you can. Think, no, that, you absolutely can. Yeah, yeah like in in some sort of you, Amazon. I'm sure you could get oh, it. Okay, that is readily available. Now. We at screened time, it at uh, Fantastic Fest a few years ago.
2: We did. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> really? really? We did off VHS.
4: Uh, no, off of a Blu-ray. I think. Oh, yeah. Cuz I think it's I, mean, I remember, they, they, yeah. transferred, they Blu-ray. transferred Blu-ray or VHS to Blu-ray. Some people were like a little bewildered. Doesn't it look? Most people love. When you and your brother introduced Blurry. That's right. That's right. Zach and I introduced it Yeah was Very special.
3: Um, uh, I, I find, yeah, huh? Oh. Wait, so wait, which one is this? Truth or Dare, A Critical Madness, Critical Madness, yeah. Uh, and there's a theme
4: song too that literally says, A Critical Madness, it's oh, fantastic. It was
3: huge. No, no, I don't. Uh, Truth or Dare, Crit- Blu ray, how Joe, they can do it. It's just gonna, I know look, you can it's gonna do look it, shitty.
1: Yes, yeah, you know. exactly. But,
3: I, I just we just watched the uh what's the John Stamos film with Gene Simmons uh Too 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 Late to Die Young Never Too Never Too Young to Die mm. from the 80s. Uh not not a great film. There's an incredible Blu-ray of an ad, but they include on the Blu-ray, I think it's Shout Factory. Uh you can uh, you can also watch it in VHS. Amazing. Cuz that is of
2: course how everybody who saw yeah, it yeah. saw it and
0: uh, Everybody likes their movies smeary. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I
2: yeah. do <laughs> um, cool. well, like Panos saying that he thinks video drone works better on TV. He, oh, yeah, he yeah, saw absolutely. it projected on 35, was, and he's like, "Nope, yeah, <laughs> a, much better on TV." <laughs>
4: Probably on one of those big yeah, uh, TVs. That the, makes sense, it makes though. so much yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow, Blu-ray, fantastic. And can we get you some sort of like, we'll be back next week, kind of, yeah. like, like, yeah, whatever for part two. Love that. Cool. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. You partnered. What? Oh, there's two of
4: you. Yeah, uh, yeah so I guess that's we're yeah. we'll we'll you'll hear us and we'll not be seeing you, but you'll hear us next time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, that was a terrible. Uh, introduction we ran to the second a little episode. long because
0: we used so many extras from Plutch Cargo. <laughs> that's
4: right. <Yes>. That's, <laughs> that's what it was. Bro, what, do you, what do you want?
3: Us to yeah, say what do you want? Yeah, what do you want to say? Uh, no,
0: that was fine. Yeah, that's good. That was it. We yeah. got.
3: It? Say, Joe. Looks like we've got a few minutes. You want to check out the movies that made me mailbag? Gosh, that sounds like a wonderful idea, Josh. Wise Ellis tweets at us to ask or to say, "My favorite Corman movie is not of this earth. What's yours?" And tell me about Edward Burns' career. His work always seems smart, layered on dumb.
0: Edward Burns.
3: B E R N D S. Oh, Edward Burns.
0: Well, that's two different people. Uh, Well, my my well. There's Ed, Ed, Burns well, from, Ed Burns from 77 Sunset Strip, but that's, the oh, well, that's I was a different Ed Burns. Ed Burns. There's Ed Burns. And there's Ed Burns. That's right, the other Ed Burns. And uh, the top well, Ed Burns. That's true. No well, to, to start with Roger, um, I don't know that I have a favorite picture of Roger's. I, I do like the Edgar Allan Poe pictures quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm quite partial to um, a Bucket of Blood.
3: I, that would that was probably going to be mine
0: which is pretty cool but but there's a there's a fine line between it's a, a, a Roger Corman movie and a Chuck Griffith movie mm. because Chuck was behind a lot of Roger's crazier outbursts uh, and um, and they in fact work together quite often but um, there, there's always a little piece of Chuck missing when Roger does a picture that Chuck didn't write Oh. Uh, and some of the ones that I like the best are obviously the ones that that Chuck wrote, and I, I knew Chuck quite well, and he was a really wonderful guy, slightly bitter, but a great guy.
3: He's a writer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, 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 you rest your case. <laughs> you know,
0: slightly pale, slightly overweight. I mean, what do you? In? Yeah, that, that that's about that's about size Uh um. um, That now, Ed Burns, Edward Burns, uh, got his start, I think, with Stooges' shorts. And uh, had a career at Columbia directing uh, a bunch of things. But what my favorite picture of his uh, is a picture called World Without End, which was a um, time travel picture from 1956. Oh, sure, yeah. It was made basically to use footage from Flight to Mars, which had been made a couple of years earlier. But this was in CinemaScope, so they had to crop the, the spaceship stuff. But uh, it, it's a bunch of people who go into the future. And, and of course, there's it, there's uh, underground civilization of pretty girls and uh, right. the yeah. and, and there's a time machine steel that outside this these horrible mutant people live. And they're all and the, the, it has these really great makeups of these cavemen who are running around and there's hardly any close-ups of them. And when and yet there were lots of photos that were in the monster magazines and you went, Wow, that's a great makeup. How come we never could see it in the movie? Um so for I don't know how what happened with the editing. But that's my that's my favorite picture of his.
3: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, i would, I would have gone with a bucket of blood, which I I think I saw on TV as a kid and just could not believe what I was seeing. And,
0: uh, that's not Edward Burns. That's no, no. That's I'm going I back thinking, to Corman. Wow. Oh, you're you yes. Got yeah. really got to pay attention oh. here.
3: Uh, yeah, now nah, anything with Burt Convy is good in my book. <laughs> Although, I Intruder is so good. Oh, no, the Intruder. It's, is it's, I mean, really, you, it just seems right. kind of trite to pick Intruder with his one bomb, but but it's such a good.
0: Well, and it makes it an outlier because you yeah. know he that was the movie I think that kept him from pursuing other films of that nature. He just when it when it didn't make money, he just went right back to the Edgar Allan Poe.
3: But I, you gotta, I mean, it, that was. Uh,
0: Bizarre film to make to show in Southern Drive-ins. Well, it was a ballsy movie. To <laughs> very, um, very. And the fact that they thought it was going to get shown in Southern Drive-ins yeah. is kind of insane.
3: It's definitely worth tracking down. Um, there should be a Blu-ray of that. There is. The Intruder. A, I, I don't think there's, there's a Blu-ray of it. No. I'm sure there's a DVD, but but. Uh, um, moderately Nito, um, probably not their real name. Uh, writes in to say, if you could make a biopic of any person in history, who would it be? What period of their life would you cover? And for extra credit, who would you cast to play them? I actually have an answer to this, but but you go first. No, you go first. Um, I've I've been obsessed for years and there's uh, a couple problems with the story that I can get to, but um, uh, Bass Reeves, do you know Bass Reeves? He was probably the greatest gunfighter who ever lived. He was a marshal. Um, He brought in more wanted men alive than anybody who ever had done his job. He was ambidextrous. He was a dead shot with both hands. Um, and he was a black man in the old West. And he is just one of the great superheroes of the old West. And It would be an amazing story to tell the, um, uh, and I've taken a whack at it a couple times in various iterations. One of the tough things about it is you want to be honest about his story. And he was, um, and it's ridiculous. I've done a ton of reading on this guy. And the the real problem with doing justice to Bass Reeves and actually telling a story honestly is that he was a profoundly decent man, and doesn't seem to have any particular flaws in his character. And it got to the point where if people found out that that was Bass Reeves outside calling their name, they would just throw their guns down and give themselves up. So it's it it could possibly be a little boring, but he is one of the great heroes of the Old West. Um, but the only thing he did it's not even the one sort of act of violence in his. In his life that was um, quasi-legal, let's say, is, um, he either uh, beat to a coma or killed with his bare hands his slave owner and ran away and became, he was raised by Indians and then became this uh, incredible character.
0: Um, well, that sounds like a makeable movie.
3: Uh, yeah, it is. It, it's 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 just, it is kind of dull.
0: Well, like, make it a, com- make well, it a comedy. Say, I guess you have to sort of make, yeah, you'd have to lie a lot about <laughs> him and
3: you'd have to give him these sort of flaws in his character. Um, but I know uh, uh, your your friend John Sales wrote a draft of a script really? about him a few years ago. Yeah, for uh, for Morgan Freeman to produce, I believe. Um, but and nobody bit. No, I, yeah, I, I don't know why. But it's, it um, sounds so
0: commercial to me. It's a
3: fantastic character. Yeah, you would think it. Maybe now is the time to do it. There's an actor right now who I really
0: yeah, like, like. Maybe he's on my mind
3: because I just watched The Boys on Amazon. A guy named Laz Alonso would be great.
0: Yay! <laughs> is. My phone. No, keep it going.
3: No, it no. Is. Oh,
0: okay. I'm doing a podcast. Bye, you back. Who is that? Oh. That's
3: Alonso, who's on The Boys right now on Amazon Prime. That uh, would be amazing, and I don't know if you've watched that. It is... Uh,
0: I've been... I, it's been uh, uh, rooted about to me. It
3: is, it is must-see TV. Um, here's one. Uh, I can't possibly have an answer to this, but Joe, Kevin Young would like to know, will Second Civil War ever find a home on Blu-ray?
0: Um, that's a very good question. Um, I don't think so. Uh, HBO seems to be rather stingy with its, um, television material that it did back in the day. Uh, and they don't seem to be particularly interested in promoting it. It's not even, except for the fact that you can find it on Amazon Prime. Um, it's well, not
3: it on YouTube as you know.
0: and on YouTube, unless they've taken it down by now. Uh, it's not something that, um, is particularly well known. It's better known overseas, uh, oddly enough than it is in America. Um, but um, I, I don't know that a Blu-ray is going to be particularly better than the, the DVD. Uh, at least there's a film element. It's not like some of the stuff I've done, right. in, where it only exists on tapes that get blurrier and blurrier the more you try to bump them up to the Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's still a, it's still a very still. still a very relevant movie. And, I and saying, I think what, it's probably more
3: relevant now. Than what's what?
0: bizarre about it is that over the years, there's so many different aspects of it that have come to the fore and you watch it five years ago and oh there's this part of it that's really happening right now and then you watch it today and there's another part of it that you ignored but now that's happening. It's really a a strange um, it's a strange world and it's a strange movie. Anyway. It's It's also one of those
3: movies that if you watch today and don't know the the provenance of it, you would think that you're just taking a whole bunch of crazy shit that happened and working into it. It's like, no, this movie actually came before all. Yeah, that. if
0: it if it if it wasn't for the shape of the TV screens in the movie, yeah. I think you would probably think it was a new movie. <laughs> of course, and half the cast is dead, but that's the other thing. Um, now, you, I didn't answer your other question though about the uh, the the biopic.
3: Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Hey, yes, I, let's go back to the biopic. Okay, go. Sorry. Yes.
0: Well, I actually have a a, a biopic that I'm trying to get made and have been trying to get made for a number of years about Roger Corman um, making a movie called The Trip and uh, at the insistence of Jack Nicholson and Peter Fonda uh, taking LSD uh, so that he can make a picture from a subject that he understands. Uh, And it's comedy. Uh, We came very close to making it with Colin Firth at one point. It didn't work out. Uh, And and, um, we... The the trick is Rogers is, is he's still with us. He's ninety something, and um, I'd love to make it while he's still with us. Um, but but he's a specific type. He's very yeah. patrician, and it's not easy to just find. And he's tall, and to to find an actor who's especially ethnic or especially short or especially anything, it doesn't it doesn't seem right. And even though probably half the people who see the movie would never know who Roger was anyway. I always feel that there's a certain verisimilitude that you have to try to play.
3: Yeah, he's a very specific.
0: person. You know, and then there are other people. And there's Dennis Hopper in the movie. There's Nicholson. There's Fonda. There's these are people who are you can't just hire anybody off the street to play them. They have to be people who who suggest, you know, who they are. Um, and so, but that's a that's a fun casting thing to do because they don't have to be big names. Yeah. Um, but uh, we are working with a company uh, that is very serious about doing it. And they they said to me in person just yesterday that uh, we're going to make this picture next year.
3: Fantastic.
0: So we'll I'd also later.
3: say I mean we've talked it. Um, I've gushed about it at length. There's uh, uh but if you want to hear sort of more details, um, the second part of the Bill Hader episode, uh, we talk a lot about it because Bill did an amazing reading of it.
0: Which, yeah, who uh, was our ideal, but God. then he became so famous that he was impossible to cast.
3: Guy. <laughs> uh, but he will come on our shitty podcast.
0: Well, that's that's because he's a good guy. Yeah.
3: Um, let's see. Uh, we take a whack at this one. I don't know. Aaron writes to, uh, how do you critique something without turning, turning it into something you would write? An interesting question.
0: Well, you'll have to take that one.
3: It's, it's tough, but you basically have to try to, uh, I, I don't know what the trick is, but you have to judge things on their own merits. Um, because it, it's a very sort of, early novice mistake to read a script by someone and go, well, what I would do is it's not about what you would do. It's about what works for the film. Um, and that, I don't know that just comes from years of kind of studying and watching movies. And, um, you know, some people can do it. Some people can't. I, I, uh, you know, I, I love being in the hands of somebody who's telling stories in ways that I would never. Um, and I love completely letting go of that impulse to want to make it, you know, the the way I would do it. But I, I don't know of a trick.
0: To... I think you should take your cues from focus groups, you know, yeah. <laughs> where they say, so how would you like to see the movie end? Yes. Or what is your thought for the, I think he should have a dog, exactly you know, right. and and he should have divorced his wife in real too. You know, those, those are the kind of thoughts that really set your mind going and saying, you know, we need to reshoot the ent- entire movie.
3: <laughs> have I told the Jim Cameron dog story no. before where, where um, early on there was a, uh, and apparently he's great at dealing with terrible notes. Um, there was an executive that told him the Terminator should have a dog, <laughs> I guess, a robot like crypto. dog. Yeah, kind of Yeah. <laughs> and, and Jim went, huh, that's interesting. I'll see what I can do. And then gets through production. The guy comes to the screening. This, you know, what, a year later at least? And the guy comes up to him and goes, that was great. How, I, I didn't see the dog. And and Jim still remembered this, I guess, and went, oh, yeah, we tried it. It
0: didn't work we cut him out but
3: that was a guy i mean talk about it. i i i yeah you you know when you're in the presence of those people that it's just something that's on their mind i i worked a million years ago when i was first starting out i wrote a a, a terrible uh it was an insane project it was basically um aliens invading a high-tech futuristic
0: prison for canon
3: uh no it wasn't even for <laughs> canon and um it was one of my first paying gigs you know something i probably got like three thousand dollars for it and it never got made thank christ But I remember the director coming. uh, I'd handed in the script. I don't have to read it. And then apparently, you know, I got all of his notes. And then uh, I I went to work. And then he calls me up on a Monday. And he goes, hey, just had a thought. You know, I did acid this weekend. I'd never done that before. We should end the movie with them flooding the prison with hallucinogenic gas. So they're all tripping.
0: (laughs) Somebody saw (laughs) Skidoo.
3: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) None of this was organic. It was just he had just done acid and wanted to share it with the world and happened to be working with this hapless writer who would have to do whatever he did. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I I don't know if there's an answer to that question. You just have to make damn sure when you're giving notes that you're not trying to turn it into something you would write. That's not the point. Um, Here's one. Uh, Charlie Brigden, uh, what are your guys' favorite movie scores?
0: Well, that's there's a lot of scores yeah. there to talk about. Um, it's almost like you have to pick your favorite composers. Um, I I'm very partial to Bernard Herrmann. Yeah. Uh, I think his, his score for Psycho is amazing, just amazing. Um, and I'm obviously a Jerry Goldsmith fan because uh, Jerry. I feel know,
3: like you've worked with a bunch him of pictures. Toys.
0: Um, Ennio Morricone was very big. I had when I was in college. I had I, I played my Navajo Joe record to the point where the, the grooves Joe, came Navajo off. Navajo <laughs> Joe. Um, and uh, they're just music is such an amazing part of movies. Yeah. Um, and yet there are movies that have no music scores that are excellent movies, like Targets has no music score. Uh,
3: Bogdanovich does that, right? Yeah. We were just talking to somebody uh, about um, uh, 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 what's up, Doc. Yeah. Which I had never even noticed has no score until I think it was Scott Alexander pointed that out. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I'm a more I'm not the huge score guy. You're you're obviously better versed in that. But yeah, I'm with Morricone and Herman are kind of
0: like And John Barry, I was also um, very,
3: Yeah, very I, I like guy. I like the guys who are a little bonkers that draw attention to themselves. Um, that's fun. But I I uh, two two of my favorite, I think are kind of one offs in a way. I love uh um, Bruce Langhorn's uh score for the hired hand mm-hmm. absolutely stunning i listen to that all the time when i'm writing and and of course bob dylan's pat garrett yeah uh it's just gorgeous
0: the, um, I, I would recommend, uh, in the John Barry camp, I would recommend a score for the, a movie that's very obscure called The Last Valley, which is one of the best scores. Oh, yeah, played. you've
3: talked about that, yes. One of the
0: best scores he ever wrote, and I think is now coming out finally on Blu-ray because I, they, I lent them my print <laughs> to fill in some missing pieces. This is a movie was shot in 70 millimeter and it like doesn't exist anymore. Oh, wow. Um, but it's, 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 a, it's, a good, it's a good picture.
3: Uh, Laszlo Panaflex.
0: Oh, that's... Not That's a not name. a real name.
3: These are mostly coming from Twitter. Um, oh, it's another score thing, I think. Um, uh, one for each of us. Joe, I read that you continued to follow Pino Dinaggio's work after he scored Piranha and the Howling. Any favorites? Also, what's the song used in the end credits of Homecoming?
0: Ah, that's a very good question. He's been trying
3: to find an answer to that for 14 years.
0: Well, I'm embarrassed to say that if I ever knew what it was, uh, I I don't remember now. Um, It should be in the end credits, I would think, unless we got it for really cheap.
3: He's not been looking for 14 years. We probably
0: got it really cheap. Uh, I could maybe uh, ask the editor if he remembers. Uh, It's it's something we just happened upon. It was a perfect uh, end to the movie. Uh, It was a very obscure of music which i don't remember i guess we got it from a music library uh and um i, I i'm embarrassed to say that I, I don't recall oh it's a vocal and i can't remember oh, was that. it a
3: commercially released piece of music I,
0: I don't i don't remember where we got it
3: um i would i mean you've probably done this last though but you could try shazam that 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 often if it's been released anywhere and it's digital but yeah you probably know that um, and then he asked me i don't know why i mean i wouldn't know the answer to that but i think we could both answer this one um, Uh, what is, uh, Josh or Joe, um, your most underrated Brian De Palma film? Oh, Body Double. Really? I think, You think it's underrated?
0: I don't think anybody likes it.
3: I love it. Nobody
0: liked it when it was new.
3: Yeah, but I, okay, well, that's interesting. (laughs) I have to, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, you're definitely right. I I always think, because I love that movie so much, it, it uh, never occurs to me that it is um, uh, anything but the masterpiece that it is. I was going to say femme fatale, because nobody
0: likes well, femme fatale. Well, that's the recent ones, yeah.
3: But but uh, yeah, body double. Is,
0: uh, femme fatale is good. I I I'm, I'm I run hot and cold on him anyway. I mean, uh, uh, some of the movies, uh, you, you and I have yes. a, a disagreement about Blowout. Um, oh, so good. I, I
3: would argue that Blowout is, is clearly the superior film to Body Double, but Body Double is so beautifully bonkers. I mean, I just love...
0: But it doesn't have that preposterously stupid ending.
3: Wait, wait, okay, I give you, the. you want a preposterously stupid ending. The guy gets fired from his job as an actor because he's claustrophobic. He then goes out and has a fight with a murderer that ends with a murderer's death that nobody witnesses. And then because he's killed the villain of the movie, he gets his job on a movie back. It's just, the movie ends with him getting his job back because he saved the day. As it's other, just karma. <laughs> karma doesn't work that way, Joe. Um, but I, 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 yeah, I love both those films. Um, Keith. Keith watching the pictures. Again, I, I'm doubting all these names. Um, i like to
0: know the lineage of that name.
3: <laughs> uh, Keith wants to know, what is your favorite exploitation picture?
0: Uh, my favorite exploitation picture? Uh, one that I really like a lot and is very obscure is called Trick Baby.
3: Oh, sure, yeah. With, um, shot in Philadelphia. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, with um, Mel, Shit, I can't remember the guy's name. Really good actor. Um, uh, it, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, did Larry Yust direct it? I, can't, I have to look it up.
3: Isn't it about, is it about a kid?
0: Uh, he's passing, I think. Oh, okay, um, I'm thinking of something else.
3: Trick Baby Oh wow, yes. Directed by Larry Yust, written by Robert Beck. Oh, based on an iceberg slim. That's it. Uh Keel Martin.
0: Keel Martin was the from white. He's the white, guy. He's the white guy. But then there's a black guy. That's there. right, Dean Martin. Mel something.
3: Kid. Mel Stewart. Mel Stewart. Yeah. Yes. He's really good at it. Um and yeah, I mean, mine, and I just recently I, I saw this movie as a kid. It's insane the stuff my father took me to. And there were scenes from it that just burned themselves into my memory. And I watched it again recently, and it's wonderful. Is is um, uh, uh, the spook who sat by the door? Mm. Uh, is such a and I I had done some reading up on the making of that film, which is a spell, like Ivan Dixon yeah. from from Hogan's Heroes as the director, uh, and they basically lied to the studio throughout the entire time about what the kind of movie they were making, and they turn in just this radical. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's about a, a, a black guy who's
0: brought in on a kind of the
3: CIA has decided to integrate and they bring in all these um, potential black agents. And this guy climbs to the top and then uses his skills to foment, uh, revolution. I think
0: that Bill Duke covered it for trailer somehow.
3: Did he? Oh, that's right. Yes, he did. He does a great one. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's a phenomenal film and you can't believe it got made and released and, and uh, they somehow snuckered a studio into
0: making. it. Well, he was apparently know,
3: sending them fake dailies.
0: There are some f- snuckered, snuckered movies. The President's Analyst was a movie that was snuckered where they, uh, they, sure. they didn't, they didn't make any of the changes the studio wanted except right. for changing the FBI and CIA to Unless the FBR. Yeah. yeah, but that was yes. it uh, because they wanted to completely revamp the movie, and, and apparently uh, the director just. Um, he did a, a, a what Richard What's-His-Name does in SOB. He just literally took took the film, his own version of the film, and put it out. and took it Fantastic. to the
3: lab. Fantastic. Our show was recorded in beautiful downtown Burbank. The official podcast of trailersfromhell.com, the best damn movie website there is. Our engineer is the composer Don Barrett, who also transmogrified, produced, and created our theme song. This is Josh Olson for the Movies That me.
1: Hi, I'm Neil.
4: And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge.